Happy Thanksgiving. And on this Turkey Day edition, it's time to get out the roses. It's time to get out the Kleenex, the tissue papers to get mom and dad and brother and sister, cousin and uncle on the arm and potentially walk on to Boone Pickens Stadium, Old Lewis Field, for the last time in your collegiate career. We will break down all 26 players that could possibly walk on the field for the last time for Oklahoma State University. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy, cowgirl-related. I want to thank you very, very much for making this your primary listen on this Turkey Day edition. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you're all stuffed and and, and relaxed, this is going to be a a, a good one. This is going to be a look back, right? We're going to take a step back through memory lane and we're going to talk about all 26 Oklahoma State players that will walk across the field for again perhaps the last time a large portion of these individuals do have a potential COVID year available but clearly you know this is something that you either have to uh, talk about beforehand or kind of you know be persuaded to do so Kind of like, we'll just kick this thing off right from the get-go. Let's talk about Zeke Zaragoza. For those of you who don't know, Zeke Zaragoza is uh, an individual from Ontario, California. Uh, He went to a Christian academy, and this gentleman suffered from something that was called, you ready for this? I don't know if I am, but we're going to go for it. It's uh, Opsyclonus Myoclonus Syndrome. OMS. Uh, he went from the NIA level, which is awesome. NIL football, like that's really where, where all the big timers go to play, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But so, uh, yeah, the NAI love. There you go. I'm all in it. Then Juco, then Oklahoma State University. Dream come true for his family. I think I've heard that he's already decided he is coming back. So uh, maybe they're, maybe, maybe, maybe not, right? But, I thought I'd heard that at some point in time, but that's, that's part of this journey we're going to take today. Uh, th- 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 he was basically completely disabled, and all of his muscles w- wouldn't work because they would shake constantly at the age of three, and he's been able to work his way through. And the reason I say I think he's coming back, even if I may may have misheard, but I'm pretty sure I heard in the interview or something that he already is, but... Even if he's not, the guy that is leaving for sure at Long Snapper is going to be Matt Hembro, and he's easily, easily one of the best to ever do it at Oklahoma State. Possibly the best ever. And everybody that knows about that 
specific position, right? There's only 32 of these dudes that get to play NFL football because all they do is snap. That's it. He's somebody that will most likely be doing it on Sundays. Any 6'3", around the 200 range. So he looks light, obviously, but to do that specific job, and there's there's rules about like landing on him or something to that effect. I don't remember that exact rule, how it's orchestrated, but they're protected, and he's good enough to play in the NFL, a long snapper only, right? It's a pretty, pretty rare uh, instance. Uh, and then we'll just keep going above him. Uh, Tom Hutton, the legendary Australian kicker coming from pro pro kick. Uh, he was also 6'3", a 202 from Newborough, Australia. And he was somebody that you saw the progression all right, throughout the course of his time in Stillwater. And he got better and better and better. And even this year, you could see that he had that, that extra spin on it, kind of like last year. You know it's a weapon when people can talk about how many times this season the opposite uh, punt returner is going to mess up the ball because of the funky spin and how he can take different angles and all that fun jazz. So it's you know we're we're losing some weapons, and then another one that's for sure out of dodge is going to be Tanner Brown. So he was somebody that it, it was kind of like Brandon Whedon has been the comparison, not from quarterback, but. He basically sought out Oklahoma State. Almost like, oh, my bags are packed and I'm coming. So they didn't really know what to do with him at first. And he, he, over time, earned his stripes and he turned into a field goal kicker, which was not the intention when he came here. Uh, so he he has gone gotten himself um, amazing results. So... You know, he's another one. And then you have Alex Hale, who was our primary kicker for quite some time until Tanner Brown took over. But that was only because Alex Hale went through a little bit of an injury type thing. And then, as Gunny discussed last year, he had to go to like a kicking camp or something like that. Because a kicker, right, their swing is kind of like a golfer. You just got to feel it right. You got to know when that face of that club is coming down on the ball right and just getting enough of the grass to to put it where you want it to go. So he had to work through that, and that's why he's another one that I think uh, Alex Hell, he, he could definitely, definitely return for his COVID year, and I think that would be a good thing. But hats off to Tanner Brown. Uh, coming from California, we we got him from UCL or UNLV, which – you know, at the time was kind of ironic because that's where uh, Marcus Arroyo was going. Marcus Arroyo used to be on staff at Oklahoma State. He's a good up and uh, up and coming coach. I like what he's doing at UNLV. I think he'll he'll keep this job for a little bit because they are getting better significantly. But yeah, to see him go from there to here and have no intentions of guaranteed playing in any capacity and and working his way up is amazing. Uh, Alex Hale again. He's another six foot. 200 plus pound dude from Point Frederick, Australia. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he he definitely could come back, and I hope that he does. I'm pretty sure he wants to, but um, I haven't spoke with him with spoke with the, the gentleman, so I don't know for sure. So we'll keep this this train rolling. I guys, sorry. Obviously, it sounds like my voice is trying to try out for some uh, crazy haunting ghostly movie. It's not. It's just, it's, it's going bye-bye. So I apologize. So if I take a swig of water or two in here, 
Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Let's keep it going. Well, one of the, 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 the good parts, I think, is we only have two offensive linemen, and then I also mentioned Zeke Zaragoza. I'll throw him in that category. Um, and that's going to be Hunter Woodard. Now, Hunter Woodard is somebody that we really don't remember getting highly recruited, but he was, guys. He was very highly recruited from uh, Tuscola, Illinois, Tuscola High School, he had offers from Notre Dame, Arkansas, Illinois, Minnesota. So we had to fend off some people for Hunter Woodard. He was a, a pretty big get and one of the biggest, I think, on the O-line, uh, especially in this era. Another one that, that, that came and was very beneficial in some of the scout, scout team stuff. Got to give a shout out here to Carson Shelton. Uh, six foot four, 290 pounds, Denton, Texas. Uh, he played a few years at, at Angelo State. And, you know, you got to think it's the players like that that, you know, ha have a big impact. And it's a good segue, guys. We'll jump right into wide receiver. So one of those that you, you got to think about why this is fun, why this is cool, why this is good, and why we have to respond. These guys like Zeke and who we're going to bring up next, uh, Vance Hooper, six foot one, 195, receiver out of McKinney, Texas. He went to Southern Nazarene, so he was familiar with the area, and this was something that he really, really wanted to do. And these guys, I think, deserve almost the most amount of respect. Um, because I'm telling you, to, to get your cleats on and your pads on all, all day, go to class all day, take the same test, maybe even you have to try harder to some degree sometimes, and you have to overcome a lot of obstacles, especially as a walk-on. So you got to get banged around more than all of the starters and, and most of the two deep. And then you got to go do it again. And you got to go be the, 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 the punching bag to some degree. And it's true. But reason it's a big deal and why you got to take pride in that is because your objective is to get the team ready. And speaking of, oh, we, we'll keep going. Our title sponsor for the day is going to be betonline.net. So, so to keep the, the thing going, you got to go there. Betonline.net. It's going to be the best source for info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, to eSports. We've got you covered at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So we'll stay in that light. Guys, these guys, gotta they got to get beat up every single day. And every one of these kids. That, are, that, that came in as kids. They get to leave now as grown men and men that are going to be able to, to contribute to society because of the culture and the way that we do do things. I just said do-do on Turkey Day. Oh, man. Okay, we need to, we need to, get, we need to jump in. So we'll, we'll go to another one of those that, that puts the crazy amount of time in that people don't get to see while we're feasting on turkey. 
these gentlemen are going to be running stadiums and doing push-ups and setups and, and, and box jumps, and they're going to be lifting anytime they get the opportunity to. Some of them are going to be watching their diet even in the offseason to, to be able to maximize their uh, whatever muscle mass. But all of these guys get beat up and get taped up and get IV'd up and all this every day. And they really don't get a lot of love. They don't get a lot of accolades because you don't see them a whole lot. Right? It's fun when you're beating team every now and again, 70 to 13, because then you get to see some of these guys and they earn it and they deserve it. So this is why this senior day, all senior days are a big deal, regardless of the record at the moment, regardless of what's going on in the middle of the season, these kids put in crazy work, y'all. Um, yeah, my freshman year in college, we did legit two a day still. Like, I think, in my opinion, that's something that these guys are missing. And the reason this, I'm this segue thing, I'm, I'm, I'm we're segueing today, guys. So I'm gonna bring up CJ Tate, six foot, 185, from Oklahoma City, went to PC North. I have some family, including my dad, that graduated from PC West, so I'm familiar. Uh, but he went to Tabor College, back to this NIA stuff, huh? They were in the same conference as we were, so very familiar with Tabor College. And the fact that, you know, you go somewhere like that and you dominate enough to get seen, enough to get noticed. And every single spring game, C.J. Tate is making plays. He is involved. He's making things happen. It's, it's again, it's impressive that all these guys do the same things and, and they don't get, you know, to reap all of the benefits, which is even more admirable and it's more impressive. And it's why we should show them more love than ever, ever before. Yeah, everything hasn't gone rosy and tulips and rainbows and lollipops for us all this season. It hasn't. Right. You know, it's it's true. Which, which is why I think, you know, a decent portion of these guys could definitely be coming back. But... You know, just the, the fact they put in the work. Well, let's keep it going. Uh, Rylan McCorders, does he really need an introduction? Uh, I think he, he, R.W. McCorders is hands down, not even close, my favorite cowboy that I've ever seen live play on Lewis Field. And, you know, I didn't get to see Barry play. I mean, I did highlights and whatnot, but, you know, that was a little bit before my understanding of, of what was going on. But, as soon as I saw R.W. McCorders play the game of football, he's the reason I wore number 17 in every single sport, no matter what, all the way up through in anything. It's just um, – he had a massive impact on my on my grasp and just ability to fall head over heels in love. So when I saw Ryan McCorders come into Oklahoma State, it I can't tell you what it did. It's the same as when Jamie Walsh came back, right? That's something that – That'll be a reason that that my kids or my my oldest son, especially, is going to be a diehard OSU fan too. Is because the fact that he got to meet JW in a different setting, other than just hey, can I have your autograph type thing, it meant a lot to him. So it'll always stick with him, and he'll always wear number four because of JW Walls. Our Devin McCorders was that for me. See Ryland, bring it all back together. It was amazing. He has skills. He has talent. He has speed. He has shiftiness. He's like a little bit of a Braylon Presley, 5'7", 175 pounds from Booker T. Washington. Obviously, that's what held him back a little bit. Um, but, you know, he got to do some time at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M before he came to Oklahoma State. And to be able to see him walk on the field 
with his dad and his mom, our W McCorders will be on the field again this Saturday with his son. We're in the same last name. It just, I love it. I really, I, I can't even put it into words how much that stuff matters to me. And then you got Braden Johnson. Six, six foot, 205, Arlington, Texas, Bowie High School. A, a good, solid three-star that he ended up choosing us over uh, places like Colorado State, and Iowa, and KU. So, you know, he was somebody that, that could have, went somewhere else and especially you know he, he put his work in in Stillwater it took a long time for him to get on the field and, and and show what he could do but it was always flashes right you could see touchdown 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 and then he's out for six games it just unfortunately had that kind of uh season uh, not season but uh career at Oklahoma State for him he reminds me of a little bit more productive LD Brown LD Brown had a lot of skill uh lateral movement shiftiness quickness speed but you just injury bug bit him over and over and over and over and over. I think uh, Brady Johnson's same. I think Brady Johnson's had a little bit more. Um, oh, he's had a little bit more playing time. He's done a little bit more, obviously. But you know, similar type of career. So the fact that he, he kept coming back, kept coming back, stuck it out this year. He was monumental in helping the new wide receivers learn the system and and learn how to put it all together. Yeah, just. It, it, it's hard to fault, you know, any of this stuff anymore. And that's what this senior day is about. It's not about the record. It's not about what we have going on. It's not about what we're good at. It's not about what we're bad at. It's simply recognizing that these young men do things that 80% of society can, can't can and, and don't do, right? Because the grind that it takes to to, to get beat up every day. Right as as a starter, it's different. Right when you're the one scoring touchdowns or making sacks and tackles, it's just the energy is crazy. But when you're not that guy on the sidelines, you have to know that you gave the best look you could. So scout team and stuff is probably the most underappreciated because if, if your scout team is not pretty salty, you're not going to be very good. And that's why injuries do affect. I'm not in the excuse making business. I'm not. I'm in the you know just giving it giving it real business. So I'm not going to say injuries was the end all be all to any scenario. But it does play play a part, right? Because it's not so much about what's on the field starting now. Even though yes, you have like nine freshmen on the field. It's not that. It's the scout team. Those nine freshmen or six freshmen, or seven freshmen, or five freshmen, whatever we, we had playing at one particular game at a time, one time, those individuals used to be on the scout team. So now if they're playing, who's on the scout team, right? So the place, the players like Vance and CJ Tate and Zeke, they have to put in more work than everybody else. Sometimes for... Not not a lot of the accolades. And we're going to keep this thing going. Another one, maybe like a Ben Kapinski, right? He has the ability to come back, but he's he's put his time in. He's earned his stripes. He's actually pretty pretty good, uh, which is why I, I lean that he hopefully could come back uh, and will because we haven't seen enough. You know, he, he just kind of got it all put together. Um, but, yeah, 6'1", 255 out of McKinney, Texas, Prosper. 
he could come back, and I hope he does because he's become a good story. He's become that 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 army Swiss knife that you could put on the outside. That's what he's become. And right next to him, you have Nathan Latou. Um, that you know, the size of six six four two seventy from Salt Lake, Utah, Snow College. Fun, you know, fun thing about Snow College, and we've got a few players from Snow College. Uh, first one that should come to mind would be Alex Elkins. Remember him? Um, I think number 37 converted from uh, rugby and then played uh, played uh, junior college ball and came to Oklahoma State and was very, very productive. And then uh, Blinn College was somebody we messed with a lot too. Uh, maybe maybe I uh, got him confused. But anywho, uh, well, we'll keep going. So a little bit on a different note, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Brock Martin. He... He's exhausted, his super senior. So naturally, he's he's on to, to bigger, broader pastors. And 6'3", 245 from Oolagal, Oklahoma, the major, massive metropolis. He was a decent, decent three-star recruit, guys. We got him over places like Baylor, again, Colorado State, K-State, KU. So Brock Martin had options, you know, won a couple state titles in wrestling in the state of Oklahoma, so playing for Oklahoma State meant something to him. It'll be sad, real sad to see him go, right? He's, he's a big-time, big-time kid, big-time guy. And then on squeezing in the middle a little bit more, you got Sione Asi, 6'1", 3'10", from Reno, Nevada. Uh, Snow College, right? Uh, again, when you develop pipelines to places that are successful, it does nothing but help you be successful. And we'll just keep this truck rock and rolling. We got Sam Tuiyalamaka. 61304 Riverside, California, from the legendary modern day. He actually, you know, number 35, gets some playing time and he can make some stuff happen. It's I think it's you gotta put it in perspective. Anybody over 300 pounds is gonna have some some capabilities. Obviously, being six foot six one is not ideal when you're going up against six, 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 seven, six, five deep offensive linemen. But uh, when you're running your stunts and your twists pretty pretty tight, pretty skinny, even with, with somebody that size, if you can do a tight, skinny type of, of, of stunts and twists, you can make some pretty cool stuff happen. Open up some, some gaps, availability from the linebackers behind you, eat up some space. So him and Sione Asi are, are fairly comparable. Um, Sione is a little undervalued, right? He's hovering right under that 40 tackle range. And he's got the skills, got the size. So hopefully some of these guys consider the the, the B-back option. Um, you know, potentially like, okay, so let's, let's talk about a, um, a Canion Williams. Six foot 190 from Dallas, South Oak Cliff. So um, our, our freshman quarterback at Fringe University was from South Oak Cliff, I believe as well. And he was somebody that, you know, again, you see him, participate a lot especially on special teams you see him contribute you see him add different dynamics he's gonna be a one that you don't really love seeing going of course right sean michael flanagan 61210 from charleston arkansas we had a turn he had turned down arkansas right um and that was kind of a, a big get. Arkansas State was involved. KU was involved. We had to fend off some people for him. And in his time at Oklahoma State, he's been what? Like that extra little glue piece at safety. Doesn't have like Kendall Daniels type of size, speed, strength, talent. But 
He's got it all upstairs. He's he and he's put on a lot of mass on his frame since he's been, you know, going through the, the body by glass system. And you know that he's he's been the one that's kind of helped Kendall Daniels come along. So everybody will remember what Sean Michael Flanagan did for just the development of some of the players around him. And so, yeah, he, he'll definitely be missed. Thomas Harper. Uh, but I I really think he can come back because I, I think he planned on having a really big year and it just didn't quite all tie in together for him. And his brother, Devin Harper, obviously you see with the Dallas Cowboys now, he came back for a, a sixth year. And it, it just it shot everything through the roof. What him and Malcolm Rodriguez were able to do together, just it was amazing. So I, I think that there's a case study there for Mr. Harper. You followed your brother here, follow your brother's path, right? You got this. But regardless, you know, we've seen an article about his mom being super ecstatic that they're doing this together, both from Knox Hill, Tennessee, uh, Carnes High School. Pretty good little three-star, right? And I think one more year, uh, go a long, a long way. And then you got to jump down to the man, the man in the back end that, that rocks and rolls and runs it all from Carl Albert High School over by the Oklahoma City area, an Okie. So, again, you know all this stuff means more. Six foot, 215. You know who he reminds me a lot of is somebody like a um, like a Markel, Markel Martin. Uh, I, I think that if the same rules applied now to then, that would be very comparable. Mark Aaron Martin can lay the wood. He had some success, I think, with Tennessee Titans a little bit. Um, yeah, he's definitely that that capable. So because he, he's an NFL draft pick, you know, how high does he think he needs to be to make the decision of coming back or not? I really hope he does come back. It, it would mean a lot. And if we're running a good ship next year and we get to the 7-0, 8-0, you're going to see this man go to a first, second rounder. I'm honestly, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Watch the film, watch the tape. He's probably a third, fourth, fourth worst round right now. So he might not be back, but I, I would love for him to come back because I do think he does have at least high second round capability if he does do so. So Jason Taylor, second, please, sir. Love you, buddy. If you're listening to my crazy, um, not whatever radio type of voice I got going on today. Come on, be that, be the catalyst, be the key again, because you know, next year, give Derek Mason two years with the talent that y'all have. Goodness to me, goodness to me. The excitement level for next year is it's, Oh, <laughs> I know, you know, a lot of fan bases say that, but, but, the amount of freshmen youngsters we had play this year that played massive roles. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge moving forward. And Derek Mason, he's got the ability to make it all work. Right. And we jumped down. I think Lamont Bishop's Bishop is somebody that definitely should consider coming back. Six two two thirty five. 235. He was a three-star recruit that, that we had to kind of uh, push Marshall and Southern Miss out of the way for there at the end. But he's somebody, again, 6'2", 235, another body by glass. He's 240. He's got the ability. He shows up on goal line over and over and over, right? He's always making plays on that goal line packaging. If he can kind of work a little bit more on the lateral side-to-side quickness, he's somebody that could do a Devin Harper impersonation, in my opinion, as well. And we'll keep it going right there with Xavier Benson, a registered senior. 
he was a pretty big deal, if y'all don't, don't recall, from Texarkana, Texas. Again, two, 6'2", 225. And you see he's got the speed. He's got the athleticism from uh, Pleasant Grove. And then to Texas Tech, where he started after a redshirt freshman year. And then he went to Tyler Community College, which has the ability to put some people out as well. And then we had to fend off uh, places like Indiana and Memphis back when both of them were pretty hot at the time. You see sometimes this year that, that you know, it just seems like his angles are, are a hair off. Give him another year. Him and Lamont Bishop, come on back, ladies and gentlemen. Come on back, fellas. Help me out here. Another year together. It, it It's just... We're just so close on a lot of areas. Just little angle differentiations, right? Come on, man. I thought I I, I had you as as being legitimately a second team All Big Twelve or this year. Worst case scenario, just hadn't quite come together. But when you're pushing over sixty five tackles, you're doing something right. But you know, we just I think we can see a little bit more. So. Then it brings us to this. Of course, you're, you know, I all know about Brennan Evers. Gave it all he's got. He left it all out on the field for Oklahoma State University, 6'2", 295. Another OG from Bixby. Um, yeah, God bless on your road, sir. You did give it all in Stillwater. And your retirement to try to get out of injury was a really good idea. And then it brings us down to the golden goose. The man himself. The Chevy SS Spencer Sanders at 61210. To put in perspective how big of a deal it was for us to get him. Y'all ready for this? Let me take a sip of agua. So here we go. Spencer Sanders chose Oklahoma State University over, and these are confirmed offers of you know the whole nine yards, full, full scholies, Penn State, Ole Miss. North Carolina, A&M, Texas Tech, TCU, South Carolina, Kansas State, Mizzou, Colorado. Spencer Sanders was the truth, y'all. Number eight overall quarterback. Top of the top in the state of Texas. The man, the guy for us and a lot of other places, obviously. What will be his final legacy in Stillwater? Obviously, he's already a big deal. He'll always be in the top three, top four, all time uh, of a top five uh, because records are meant to be broken. So somebody will catch Spencer, just like Spencer caught up a, a lot of the greats in Stillwater, and he'll go down um, statistically as, as one of the greatest to ever touch a pigskin in Stillwater. He's got the ability to come back. But we're, we're on that 30-minute mark, guys. Uh, I didn't even get to get into the fun, 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 fun women's basketball. I'll squeeze it real quick. Uh, but we're going to cover a lot more of, like, uh, some of these individuals that I think would be leaning further towards potentially staying. Uh, I know it's 31 minutes in, and I thank you guys for sticking on here. G good news, because uh, this one ran a little bit late because of all the Turkey Day festivities uh, one thing that I want to do tomorrow is obviously I'll make a show, but I, I might even I might even do some extra special stuff tomorrow, uh, Q and A type type of situation. So stay tuned for that. Uh, women's basketball pull off a big, 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 big win against Florida State and the Cancun Hard Rock Riviera Maya Challenge Tournament. 
That's a big win. Florida State's undefeated coming into this thing. The Cowgirls have dropped one very uncharacteristically. And the fun one about this one is we've been we've been discussing to remember Naomi Alnadas. Well, she finally caught fire in a bottle. And, and I think this is the missing ingredient that we needed to kind of turn this, this flip thing, switch, flip the switch around. Goodness gracious, words are hard. I'm so sorry. I've fumbled all that up. Um, uh, epic Cody mouth fumble. But anybody uh, she she came through, uh, and then you saw Taryn Milton. Not only did she hit 17, but she also hit some big free throws at the end, which was what we didn't have happen in our one loss this season. Same with Taylor Collins. She stepped up, hit a few big-time free throws as well. Lexi Keys got hot from a strike. Laura Garzon always can chip in points, especially from beyond three range. J.C. Hoyt, this is a big win, but we needed Naomi Alnadas to be more involved, clearly, because she, she could be that lead catalyst. So good job on the basketball. Take care of business against Harvard. Then we have another big one against uh, a big-time Purdue team. So uh, like we said yesterday, how the Cowgirls return from the Cancun-Riviera Maya tournament back to Silver, Oklahoma, whatever record, however they play, will be a pretty good indication of what we should expect uh, for this this coming into Big 12 uh, type of scenario, I expect good things. Men, men's basketball, clearly, we play Tulsa tomorrow. So everybody bring your black out to Galgrab Arena. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Sorry this one went a little longer than expected. I appreciate you all. I definitely love you all for sticking around the end here. Um, let's look down for the, the question in the comments. Um, hey, you guys, again, thank you for helping me jump in this driver's seat. Let this thing go. I'm going to add a little extra betonline.net. It's your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. If you love podcasts, they got you covered there as well. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more. Bet online where the game starts. God bless. I love you all. Go Pokes. And we will be doing this thing again tomorrow. All righty, y'all.